0: Him and I is inspired by true events. Some scenes have been dramatized, and some are completely fictional. Names and locations have been changed to protect all those involved.
1: Morning, Doctor. How are you today? Great. How are you? Better than I deserve. So you're beaming with excitement. Please share the good news. Is it that obvious? I'm really
0: good. So I finally got a new job after countless interviews. I feel like I'm moving on with my life. I mean, I'm even sleeping better.
1: Congratulations on the new job and I'm glad you're making progress. Would you like to pick up where we left off the discussion?
0: Sure. Do you remember last time you mentioned something about the writing on the wall? I think my subconscious picked up something was wrong before my conscious mind ever did. I remember feeling like I was constantly walking on eggshells, so careful to make sure that I don't do anything that would upset him. I just didn't feel comfortable, and I couldn't really put my finger on it. I just thought, he's stressed. I need to be more understanding. I need to just be patient. He will go back to how he was.
1: Usually our instinct is right, hence why we should trust it. It's just that little nagging sense that something is wrong.
0: I think I spent so long not listening to that voice that eventually I just couldn't hear it or it stopped speaking. When things started to change, it was slow. We used to talk about everything. We used to have this great connection, we would say everything. And then next thing you know, he would hardly tell me how his day went. When I asked him to let me in, he will say, there's nothing to say. I could feel him shouting me out. I felt powerless to do anything about it. Then when he couldn't pay his rent on time, I understood. He's not working. His family's cut him off. They try to manipulate him to come back. OK, I get it. And I tried. And actually, some there was a month or two that he missed the rent. And I would cover it up. But I couldn't do it. I mean, I was a part time student. I hardly had enough money to pay for living costs and all of that. So I asked him, I can't do this anymore. You need to get your stuff together, whether it means you're going to apologize to your family, whether it means you're going to get a job, even though it's illegal, you can find a restaurant that you can work and get paid under the table, just anything, because I can't do this. I thought I was doing the right thing. Then it turns out that actually, no, I wasn't. He called me an ingrate. I had to go and Google what that meant. He's basically telling me that I was ungrateful, that I liked it when he was paying for everything. And now that he couldn't, I wasn't interested, but I was trying to be the ride or die girl. I was trying to be there for him. I was trying my best. I don't understand how he couldn't see that. The more I thought about it, the more stressed I became. I would sit at the library, look at the same page, reread the same lines and nothing would come in. I literally spent the whole day, and when you asked me what I read, I didn't have a response. I couldn't concentrate. Sounds like you were depressed.
1: And hence, you couldn't concentrate.
0: I mean, after a few months, I couldn't take it anymore. I kept asking myself, how did I get here? I had a lot of friends, now I hardly had any. I used to be a Dinsley student. Now here I was failing in uni. It seemed as if. My life exactly a year ago when I turned 21 and now we're so different. I couldn't comprehend how had this happened? What happened to the guy who seemed like he was the right guy, Mr. Perfect, the everything, the answer to my prayers. I kept asking myself, how did I get here? And what do I do now? Not like I wasn't trying to study, I was. I just couldn't get any of it. I was working hard at work. I was trying to make my relationship work. Doctor, I don't know how else to explain it other than I was trying, and no matter how much I tried, everything just kept falling apart. Don't get me wrong, throughout this, there were moments when he was sweet and kind and patient, and he would apologise, he would tell me he was sorry, it was stress, it was something, it was always something. And when the rent discussion came up, it was like, okay, eventually he got something to do, he got a job, and then now we're planning our finances together. But outside of the money that I was contributing to our living costs, it's like he was trying to manage my money as well, tell me what I could spend on, what I could spend it on, the way I could spend it on.
1: Sounds like besides isolating you, he also tried to control your finances and guilt you into taking care of him. Okay, looks like our time's up for today. Here, I want you to take this paper. On it is a circle with various sections. I want you to review it and take every section on it that applied to your situation. If possible, write down examples of how it applied and we'll discuss it in our next session.
0: Okay, we'll do, Doc. Thank you so much. See you next
1: time. See you soon, Her. Hi, Her. How are you today? Hi, Doc. I'm confused. Why? Care to elaborate? The paper you gave
0: me. What was that? I ticked every box. And the examples left me feeling, for lack of a better word,
1: stupid. Okay, that paper had the power and control wheel. I removed the labels of the different sections. The exercise was meant to be a way for you to quickly see what was going on, and you are not stupid, her. I never want to hear you say that again. What happened to you was calculative. He studied you. And how you think and came up with strategies on how to manipulate you and control you. But before I go in too deep, please tell me what you discovered. Okay, let's start with
0: this section. The one written, um,
1: putting her down making her feel stupid. Yes, that is the emotional abuse section. Doctor, I know I'm beautiful,
0: but I don't feel beautiful. See, at first, he made me feel sexy. He made me feel strong, powerful and beautiful. But over time, instead started feeling like I should be grateful that he's with me, that he is even looking at me. It was all the small comments that he made that was slowly chip away at my like self-confidence.
2: Jeez, what's with that tummy though? I joked about you losing weight, but now you're losing it in all the wrong places. I like to hip the way they were before. If you continue like this, you will look like a two-liter Coke bottle. I was busy with work. Instead of demanding more of my time, why don't you make better use of yours and focus on your books? What are you reading now? Let's see. Nice girls don't get the corner office. <laughs> you know what a nice girl, so why are you reading this? Nice girls don't complain and give up on their men when things are difficult. You forgot the iron on. How can you be so careless? Can you do anything right? You can't cook, can't move in bed. You just lay there. And now you can't even switch the damn iron off.
0: Every comment was followed with either an apology or be waved off as a joke. It's just a joke, babe. Being with him was like being on a roller coaster ride. One moment it's high, the next you're low. I just couldn't keep up. And his usual comeback was
2: baby you know I'm joking you're perfect for me I love all your curves (laughs) like thereof little baby you know you drive me crazy I need space sometimes I won't get anything done you're the one thing that can successfully distract me sometimes the truth hurts but I tell it to you so that you can improve and become I am sorry for taking out my stress on you you know that things have not been easy for me as of late And I'm just worried about the future. Please be patient with me.
1: These are examples of emotional abuse. Relationships are not perfect, and people say or do things in anger that they regret later on. But if those things are a pattern, and if they're used to degrade and control, no matter how subtle they may seem or how much the other person tells you they are really for your own good, in truth, they're abuse. Ultimately, the goal of emotional abuse controls.
0: He was trying to control everything about me.
1: Okay, moving
0: on to the other sections. I think I have a story that combines the threatening commit suicide, destroying her property, acting like the master of the castle, all in one. And I need a quick bathroom break before I can get into this.
1: Okay, you know the way. I'll be waiting.
0: After my shift, I'm going to Melissa's wedding. She called and invited me the other day. I can't miss it. I mean, she's been there for me all this while, and I know we kind of grew apart, but I really want to be there for her and celebrate.
2: Melissa's getting married?
0: Yes, to Jake. They started dating around the same time we did. Remember?
2: Oh, yes. Is that why you're carrying an extra bag?
0: I need to change into the wedding outfit after work. I don't want to waste time and come back here first.
2: I don't think you should go.
0: I know you two have had a few fights, but she's a good person. And I'm sure one day you guys will kiss and make up.
2: Still not a good idea for you to go.
0: I'm going. Listen, I don't want to fight. It's too early and things have been going well between us. Let's just drop it.
2: We're not dropping it if you go to that wedding. In fact, you better not come back if you go there.
0: I can't do this right now. We can talk about it via text, but we can't live in isolation. It's me and you are against the world, but we can still be part of the world. And having friends is healthy for us.
2: You're not listening. Don't go to that wedding or else.
0: I'd already miss so much of my friend's life, including the chance of being on a bridal party. I was not about to miss this wedding for anything. I figured it's either he is going to see things my way, eventually, or he's going to give me the silent treatment. What I did not expect was how he reacted when I got back home.
2: Oh, you're finally back after disobeying me. Hey babe. Don't hate me told you not to go. I told you how
0: much this means.
2: Do not answer me back when I'm talking. You're disrespectful. Ah!
0: Why did you just do that? What does the lamp have to do with any of this?
2: Oh, and this is what you decided to wear. Looking like a lady of the night in red.
0: Excuse me? Say that again.
2: What for? You heard me right the first time. I am tired of your disrespectfulness. Today, I will teach you a lesson. What are you
1: What did he do? He...
0: He tore my dress. He just rushed to me and tore the dress that I was wearing. I was so scared. I'd never seen him like that. I just froze. I thought, if I don't move... Because there was this look in his eyes, it was as if his eyes were daring me to move. were daring me to make a sound and things would escalate. So I just froze. I had never seen him like that before. It's like he was looking at me, but he really wasn't looking at me. What eventually made me move was when our flatmate opened his door. I didn't want him to see me like that. So I ran into the room and it's not like he could run after
1: me. Your flatmate did nothing?
0: But now they're used to the verbal fights. They never said anything. This was different. This was physical. And yet, they still didn't say anything.
1: What did you do after that?
0: I resolved in my heart that I was going to move out. I was going to leave the residence. I was going to find a new place. And I was never going to meet him again. Sounds easy, but the reality is that it wasn't, right? The next morning, I didn't wait around for any apologies. I called my cousin, the one who was now distant because he didn't want me meeting anyone. He didn't like her. Yeah, anyway. I called her. I asked her if I could come over to her place for a while. She said yes and asked me what was wrong. I explained over the phone. She came, picked me up, helped me pack some of my things, and I went over to her place. In the car ride, she told me that she'd been through something similar. That she knew what I was going through and that she could see it. And when I started distancing myself, she kind of
1: suspected it. How did hearing her say that make you feel?
0: I was shocked that she had a similar story. She was the strongest person I knew. I couldn't picture it. I couldn't picture him doing something like that to her. But talking to her helped me with my resolve that I couldn't go back. I mean, I knew that leaving him was the only option I had. I never really thought of him as abusive up until that point. To me, he was just a guy who sometimes had issues, but he was apologetic, he was
1: sweet. that conversation opened my eyes for the first time. The concept was still foreign to you at that stage, and it's perfectly understandable. It usually takes a long time for someone to identify that they're in an abusive relationship because the change from perfect to abusive is also slow. We hold on to the version of the person that we fell in love with, that accepting the reality of them is difficult. I'll let that sink in for now. Let us pick up in the next session because we haven't gotten to the suicide attempt yet.
0: True. Based on that... If you enjoy Him and I, make sure you rate and subscribe to the show. Please share this with as many people as you can. Thank you so much for your support and thank you for listening in.